0: All right, so I've got the best question ever. 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 It's my favorite question to ask anybody. Okay. Okay. And it is if you were a criminal Mm -hmm. and your objective was to mildly inconvenience your victim, what would be your crime? Hmm. And it's just a mild convenience. Yeah, so you don't want to
1: like cause damage or to. Right, it's not slashing tires.
0: Because it's not like you don't want them to have to pay money to fix yeah. whatever you do. It's just basically something annoying.
1: So, like one of them could be um, taking their clothes in their closet and flipping it so that rather than the coat hanger, like you lift it up and pull back, you'd have to lift up and pull four like away from you <laughs> and then under and then bring it's it so back. Annoying.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
0: I've come up with so many of these in the last couple of years that I'm having a hard time pulling from just some really good ones. Because, I mean, there's things such as, like, you know, flipping the toilet paper so that it comes underneath rather than over, because that annoys whatever Or whatever's people.
1: opposite of what they normally use. Which,
0: for the majority of people, is they prefer over rather than under. In our family, hot take already, we don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Depending on which bathroom you go into, it will be different.
0: Yes, and I don't know. It just feels like... It's not, I don't know, for us, it just doesn't bother us as long as there's toilet paper on the roll. (laughs) Fair enough. We care about that part.
1: (laughs) Okay, so give me one of them. Like, you've come up with a bunch. What's just one of them?
0: Unplugging their phone charger. Mm. So they can still plug it into their phone or if it's, you know, one that they laid on top of, just unplugging it from the wall so that they thought that it was plugged in, but it's not. Just hiding their keys somewhere where they would go, but it's just not that place. So, like... For you, maybe I'd put the keys on the espresso machine. Mm. Like just enough where you'd be like, where are my keys?
1: Oh, there's two things that I would do that are potentially exactly what's happening to our bookshelves right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The first idea, which is more mild, is that you just take a couple books and put them haphazardly somewhere else Mm. on the shelves. Mm. So you ruin whatever organization system they have. Alternatively, if you wanted to be really cruel, but still... Within that mild inconvenience, you just turn them so the spines are facing in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so annoying. Yuck. I would hate that. I think there's maybe an
1: art, too, of like, how subtle can it be where it'll actually take them a while to recognize the crime has occurred?
0: Like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where they move his podium, like, one inch to the left, and he's like...
1: (laughs) He instantly realizes it. He's like...
0: (gasps) What a good prank. <laughs> but everybody else, it would take them so long to recognize that something was moved an inch to the left. Well,
1: and I think you're, you're highlighting an aspect of, of this criminal activity where it actually works out better, the better, you know, the person, because what might be in mild inconvenience for me may not even be worth considering for somebody else or more than just mild for somebody else. And so knowing that person and, and maybe even they're just like their pet peeves or what they get irritated by allows you to execute this criminal activity in a more effective way.
0: Mm. Yeah. If you know their pet peeves, you know,
1: which, which like, like if, if we think about pet peeves, we've had this conversation in a relationship a lot. I believe that I only have like three pet peeves and I think you're up to like 87 or something.
0: Yeah. I, that's not like the exact number, but it's, that's what it feels like.
1: There are more pet peeves that you have, at least in my perception. Yeah. Than I have, I think I have a lot of peeves, but not many pets. <laughs> what? Like I have a lot. I like they have things that annoy me, but they're not my pet peeves. They're just peeves. I'm I'm not a very peevish person. <laughs>
0: I just don't even know how to respond. That's just not one that I keep in my household, but it does annoy me.
1: <laughs> it's an outdoor cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But I think what needs to be figured out is the definition of pet peeves because I straight up looked it up. Okay. Because I was like So we're
1: going back to our Webster's dictionary <laughs> in Webster. the episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> And it just said something that a particular person finds especially annoying.
1: Okay. And okay. so that's
0: why I was like, of course, I have like 87 things that I get annoyed by. Because you're does-
1: a particular person. <laughs> <laughs> Is that That's part of the definition, <laughs> right? Like a particular person. Yes,
0: a particular person. <laughs> but I'm just saying that like, I feel like it's really easy to find things annoying. And so the fact that pet peeves have that definition, yeah. like, of course, it makes sense for me to have 87. And it actually doesn't make sense for you to only have three.
1: What do you mean it doesn't make sense for me to only have three?
0: Because how can things like ugh, traffic not annoy you?
1: I don't know. They just don't like, what was p- the part of the definition that you said? It was like especially annoy or.
0: Especially annoying. Yeah.
1: I think, I mean, I'm annoyed by things. I I think like I'm a human being, so I'm annoyed by things. But there are only uh, like three or four things that especially annoy me.
0: So is it. Maybe is the the language of especially should we turn that into a percentage of this annoys me one hundred percent of the time versus this annoys me only fifty yeah, percent of the time
1: I, maybe like a a per, maybe a, an intensity and a frequency of that thing having the effect if it happens ten times, are you going to be highly agitated by it? 10 times or are you going to be highly agitated by it like five times? That might speak like maybe it's just an annoyance, not a a pet peeve. And then I think also, you know, on a scale one to 10, is this an annoyance that is like a four or is it an annoyance that's a nine?
0: Okay, sure.
1: And so I think for me, I may have more things that annoy me at like a two, but there's an inconsistency on how frequently they're going to annoy me. And then there's only a couple things that actually annoy me at like an eight every single time they come up. Okay. One of which, and I'm surprised that this doesn't actually irritate you more with your Louisiana background, is when we moved from Illinois to Colorado, we got invited to this thing called a barbecue. And even growing up like in Illinois, I had an idea of like, okay, I get what a barbecue is. like, And maybe some of that was informed by like an Australian barbecue kind of idea or Southern barbecue, whatever, right? And so I remember going to these barbecues and I wonder too if like one of the first ones we came to in Colorado actually was a barbecue. Mm. And so it like solidified that expectation because the rest of them were all like, Here's some hot dogs and some hamburgers. And if we want to get real fancy, we're going to put some brats on as well. <laughs> and I, and in, in my head, that is not a barbecue. That is a cookout. A barbecue will typically use like a sauce or a seasoning or something. It is typically going to be. A meat that stands on its own. So it's not something that you're like putting on bread or putting on something else. It's something that you're eating the meat and you might have sides to. So a hamburger doesn't count. A hot dog doesn't count. Sure, maybe a sausage would count if you're just eating the sausage. So, right?
0: If, for example, if I invited you over for a barbecue and we were having Sloppy Joe's, is that?
1: No. Well, yeah, I wouldn't count that. I wouldn't count that. I wouldn't count that because I think. I think for me the barbecue is all about the meat is the main player and it is something that you're eating just the meat because in that situation you're eating the meat ground up in between hamburger buns yeah and so it's it's like a sandwich and you're not you're probably not going to grill or use a fire to cook the sloppy Joe either. And so I wouldn't even say that's a cookout.
0: Okay. So it has to be a grill or I'm assuming like a smoker,
1: a smoker, anything like it has to be outside typically, outside. or like, you know, there's barbecue places that will cook inside, obviously, but they're using, you yeah. know, wood burner, what whatever. Right? right. Like, I think that's important too. I just, and it's not even like that. People don't do barbecues. Like, 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 I'd love to go to more barbecues in my life because I love barbecue. That's not the part that frustrates me. The part that frustrates me is that they keep calling cookouts barbecues. They are not barbecues. You are cooking out. You are cooking hamburgers and hot dogs. Don't like I've I've gotten to the point where I ask people, like, are you talking about a cookout or are you talking about an actual barbecue? Because (laughs) I don't want to show up to your party already frustrated because what you told me I was coming for is not what I am coming for.
0: All right guys, I got a poll for you. Do you agree with Trevor in saying that hot dogs and hamburgers do not constitute a barbecue?
1: Of course they do cuz I'm right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, guys, you know your answer. So if you click no, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know what I just realized? And I think this plays into something that we've like talked about. If you know somebody's pet peeves, yeah, you have a lot of power, right? So sure. you like you can really accurately annoy them. Yeah. And or you could be very kind. And, yeah.
1: And say cook out instead of barbecue.
0: Right. Like <laughs> you can defend them in a way. And yeah. the first thought that I came up with was like, oh, man, we've recently been trying to think about like, what are things that we could do for Trevor's birthday and mm. And I was like, what if we actually had a barbecue? Oh my
1: gosh, that would be the best.
0: <laughs> like invited people over but it would for a to, barbecue. It would
1: have to be a, like a propaganda heavy barbecue. It would have to be a barbecue that communicates, this is a barbecue. Everything else you s- people have been doing <laughs> is a cookout.
0: Like we have various sauces. Yeah. Like, I mean. Here's
1: we, some ribs. Here's some steaks. Yeah. Here's some whatever. Like
0: we'd borrow a smoker or something. Yeah. But like you would feel. Loved yeah, and appreciated and seen if I took your pet peeve and turned it into. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting, like, too, because I think as I was preparing for this episode, it was very much the side of if you know somebody well, you know their pet peeves and you're able to use that against them and like bring it up humorously. And so it's interesting that I wouldn't have I, I haven't thought yet in the preparation about flipping it to this can be something. As a positive, like I'm either going to actively sure. avoid or do the opposite of, in order to, and and actually, so I guess we'll go through all you know three of mine first. <laughs> um, one of my big one, my absolute big one, is I hate holding things. I hate walking in a store and having a cup in my hand that I have to hold on to, or I hate like going to a party or a cookout. And having to hold my plate as I'm walking around, I will sit down and shove it all in my mouth and then throw away the plate so that I don't have to hold anything in my hands. Interesting. So, like cornhole, right? We're supposed to play cornhole with a beer in our hand or yeah. some drink, right? Right. I don't do that because it counts as holding something, but I will hold the other beanbags in my other hand.
0: Sure. I think that's actually what I do too.
1: But I can't, like, I can't even fathom tolerating holding a drink in my hand while playing that game because it just. Makes me so mad. Like it's a 10 out of 10, 100% of the time. I cannot stand it. And you have, especially as you've realized this, supported me in that because sometimes I get stuck with something in my hand. Like I don't realize that I'm going to have to carry this in my hands as we go to this thing. And so you'll either like remind me or you'll point it out or sometimes you'll have something in your hands That you want to hand off to me and I see you like move towards it and then take it back because (laughs) (laughs) you're trying to save me from that or maybe save yourself from that frustration maybe. sure.
0: Well, and I was going to say too that like as a man, you're so just naturally inclined to be the holder of things. Like just in society, men are the holders of jackets, of purses, of drinks, like you know, you don't frequently see a couple walking around with a shared drink where the woman is the one carrying the right. drink, unless it's like her Starbucks or something right. like you're not going to be carrying that. But if you're like sharing a soda, but or something. it's more
1: likely that the the man would be carrying the Starbucks for the woman than yes. the woman for the man.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Women don't carry things. And so it's it's really interesting that like a social norm mm-hmm. is a pet peeve of yours. Yeah, it
1: just makes me it gets me so easily. <laughs> Okay, let's switch it over. What are your.
0: Oh, my gosh. What are the
1: ones that you want to talk about in our episode, considering we don't have all the time in the world?
0: Yeah, we. Well, what's funny is I feel like I frequently have to ask you what my pet peeves are or they don't become evident until they are evident.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't really notice my pet peeves until I notice. Them.
0: Until I'm peeved by something. <laughs> Um, but like, even as I was preparing for this episode, I was like looking up lists. And as I went through the list, I was like, I don't feel like this is actually a pet peeve of mine. And it made me like really start thinking about like what makes something a pet peeve. Yeah. And also, where did the term pet peeve came from? Yeah. So I want to attend to that first and then oh, we'll okay. get to like our 87 things. Because I think like what we were talking about earlier is just our pet peeves, just annoyances kind of thing. So I looked it up. and This is from the Huffington Post. And it just says that pet refers to something particularly preferred or cherished. All right. And then peeve refers to a particular annoyance or something that causes easy irritation. So together, it is irritation of something that you particularly preferred or cherished.
1: So like it ruins something?
0: Yeah, I think so. That's how I interpreted it.
1: Because I've always thought of it as like, I have I have a couple peeves, but they aren't pet peeves because the pet part feels like um, I might engage with it outside of the content or I might think about it outside of when it's happening or I might like have fun when I talk about it. And like so like talking about barbecues versus cookouts, like it's fun, totally makes me mad, but in a fun and like sure entertaining way.
0: Yeah, well, and it's hard because I feel like a lot of my my pet peeves do fit into the, the the other category that you're saying of things that I'm like not excited about, like, or not happy to convey. So, for example, one of mine is just being interrupted, right? I just don't like that. And I think it's really rude. And that's why I think that it is actually a pet peeve, because what I'm saying is that something that I cherish is being heard. Hmm. And what annoys me about that is that you're not listening to me enough that like you're interrupting me.
1: Well, I think that's an interesting intersection. I was thinking about like pet peeves and how I think there's a little bit of a difference too between a pet peeve and being disrespected. Okay. right. So like, you know, am I personally being disrespected when somebody invites me to a cookout and lies (laughs) to me or a a barbecue and lies to me blatantly (laughs) when I show up to a cookout? No, not really. But I think like the interruption thing that that I think it can be a pet peeve, but I, I wonder too, if it's more of like a, a disrespect, like, because sure. I think there's that element to it. And I think that almost takes away some of that fun, lightheartedness of the pet peeve and turns it into like, this is a common issue. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't now. I'm I'm just really struggling with the ambiguity of what a pet peeve is right now, because like I said, I was having a hard time coming up with my list and I'll share the seven that I wrote down um, and then hopefully you'll help me come up with mm-hmm. <laughs> the other 80 that I have uh, even briefly if you remember any of them. Um, so I already said being interrupted, people chewing loudly. That's a common pet peeve mm-hmm. of everybody's, but I just can't stand it when I'm just like sitting next to you and you're just like.
1: Or the snaps like the when you do it with your gum. Have you heard people do that? Like that? Yeah, well, there's, like, you can, like, make a bubble in the gum in your mouth and then pop it in your mouth. Oh, Uh, sure.
0: I do like doing that, so (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I just don't blow bubbles anymore. The kind of, you know, not all gum. Bubbles? uh, Bubbles. (laughs) Has the ability to create a bubble, you know? Well, like, bubble yum is, like, enough gum. (laughs) Isn't that what it's called, bubble yum? Where you have enough, like volume to create a bubble but like trident is not enough anyways that's probably an episode episode
1: not brought to you by bubble yum
0: (laughs) (laughs) best gum for bubbles Uh, uh, I really have an issue with like quiet spaces where people whether it's intentional or not are eating and it's not so much about the chewing at this point but about the sound that whatever they're eating is making so for example a bag of chips mm. like if you're in a classroom and somebody's eating a bag of chips and it's just crinkling and you're just like
1: can you please tell this story about the one student you had who was eating <laughs> a bag of chips in class secretly
0: oh i forgot about that yeah <laughs> i <laughs> cracks me up um i definitely had a student one time who had was wearing a button-up shirt and had a bag of chips in their shirt and I just would periodically see them like reach their hand through the buttons grab a chip and then eat it and after a while I finally confronted them and I was like what are you doing like why do you have chips in your shirt and they were just like really ashamed and I was like you can eat in this classroom like you don't have to hide it <laughs> it just cracked me up so much but like so i couldn't necessarily like that wasn't a case where i was annoyed it was right. really just hilarious but like i i remember being in like a college classroom and somebody was eating like yogurt with a metal spoon in a mason jar just clink 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 clink, 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 clink. and i was like are you are you kidding me like courtesy honestly yeah Just like, how do you not know that this makes sound? Or even like when I'm that person who's eating chips, I have the courtesy to get like a napkin or a Kleenex or something, dump all my chips out onto the napkin so that you don't hear the crinkle of the bag. Mm -hmm. And if you hear anything from me, it's the crunch of my chips. And even then I'm self-conscious, like eating carrots (laughs) or (laughs) eating chips. I'm like, okay, mouth closed. Like make sure you can't hear anything because it just drives me nuts. Um, one pet peeve that is pretty recent that I've discovered is I cannot stand it when doors close on me. So, and this seems so silly, but like, I don't know what it is, but there are doors in this house that if the door touches me, I like want to punch it. (laughs) (laughs) Like back up fool. You are too close to me. Cause it just like, I walk through the door or I'm standing right next to it and it's just like, ew and just gets close to me. And I'm like, or the dryer door just doesn't want to stay open. And like, I literally have a mop in our laundry room specifically for the purpose of holding our dryer door open. (laughs) It drives me nuts. Um, Other things, repeating myself. I despise repeating myself, which is silly because I'm a teacher and I literally have to repeat myself frequently and I guess that's kind of a case by case basis. I think maybe that's primarily in like friendships. Like, I don't like repeating myself because, again, that implies you weren't listening mm. to me in the first place. I hate it when people tell me that I'm mumbling because I don't mumble. <laughs> As you hold back a lot. <laughs> this
1: laugh. episode is brought to you by Heavy Silence.
0: I don't mumble. I enunciate all of my words. I might speak quickly sometimes, but I don't speak quietly, and I don't mumble. You know what my
1: other pet peeve is? Mumblers, <laughs> especially the ones who don't recognize that they mumble.
0: I don't mumble. I will. I will fight someone to the death about that. And then the last one I had on my list was um just being sticky. Like I always have oh, to yeah, have you hate being sticky. I always have to have a napkin when I'm eating, and it's literally like between bites unless it's something that, like, is meant to be sticky, which I know sounds <laughs> silly. But like, for example, ribs, like when you're yeah. eating ribs, you know it's gonna be on your face. You know it's gonna be on your hands. It would be really dumb to wipe off your hands or your face in between each bite when you're just going to take another bite and get re-dirty again. And so, that's Which, one of the how exceptions. How many times
1: have you done that?
0: How many times have I like used a napkin?
1: Like wiped yourself between each bite.
0: I feel like I've only done it to change dishes, like to meaning like to eat a side dish. Like I'm not going to leave barbecue sauce on my face <laughs> to eat the corn that's on my plate. As well, really. Like I'd have to clean that part off <laughs> when I switch to a different food. <laughs> but a lot of times, I just eat the ribs, just like straight out. I'm like, okay, we're gonna eat all this meat first, and then I eat everything else.
1: That's funny. That's funny. But
0: can you remember any of my other pet peeves?
1: Um, because
0: I there are so so many of them that I I need help remembering them.
1: I mean, they're they're mild peeves that we share where i think typically you are more annoyed by them than i am uh such as when we go to a restaurant and they have pepsi instead of coke
0: should always be coke (laughs) who Um, even drinks pepsi
1: i know like for me one of them that is i wouldn't even consider it a pet peeve but like i don't like it when people bend cards when we're playing board games Mm. Um,
0: Again, it's a disrespect thing. Right.
1: I think it comes down to that disrespect of like, this is my property. Like I'm sharing this thing with you. And even if it's not my, this is owned by somebody. Let's have the respect to be able to treat it well and take care of it rather than crumpling and all of that of the card.
0: Yeah. Hot take. Really, really hot take. And I think that is a highly unpopular opinion, but I will stand by it. Okay. Okay. And it is that when you give someone a gift in a bag or you've wrapped it, it does not need a card. Mm. Or if it's a card, like like a tiny little card, it should say to and then from, mm. and that is it. Because what is the point of buying a five dollar card? Mm. It's like, here's this weird poem that I found in a grocery store. And I thought of you when I got this gift. I also paid five dollars for it. And really all this card is going to do is tell you that this gift is from me.
1: And make you slightly disappointed there isn't money in it.
0: Yeah. But but that's why I'm <laughs> saying like if it's attached to a gift. Yeah. Because
1: if if the card is the gift or the card is the right. the, the um
0: the receptacle
1: vessel of <laughs> the gift.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but honestly, I don't love getting cards that don't have anything in them, anyway. So, like, <laughs> if the card is the gift, and it's literally just "here's a poem for you," I'm like, great. I didn't want this, <laughs> but like, if it has money in it, I'm a little bit more receptive of getting a card. But well, just, then you have
1: to be like, "Oh, that's a cute card," because you can't say "thank you" for the money,
0: right? Yeah, that's like just a social norm. But just in general, like lately. Even as I've been going to my friends, like, bridal showers or baby showers, I've stopped doing cards. And instead, when they grab my gift and they're like, I'm like, where's the card? I'm like, oh, that's from me. Mm. Like, that's sufficient. Because all they need to know is who is it from.
1: Yeah. I feel like I haven't given gifts in a while that haven't been, like, you know. Speaking the love language of gifts, like it, it hasn't been like, here's a birthday party or here's this thing. I'm going to give you a gift with everybody else. It's always been like a, here's something I got for you. Let me give it to you right now. Right. Um, but when I do give gifts, I try to put, if I, if I want to like personalize it, I'll put tape like a, a note on it, like a piece of paper note, because I have something to say about it. Right. Um,
0: if you have a story or right. it's like words of affirmation or something, that's totally different. But a literally... To, from situation yeah. does not warrant a 5 to $7 yeah. card.
1: I'll go to Hallmark if I feel like I have to get them something, but I don't feel I have to get them something more than $5. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure. Sure.
1: But I, yeah, I think you're right. Like, but
0: even like if you think about Christmas, for example, yeah. it's sufficient to just have a sticker on the gift that says to this person from this person. Or put it on the wrapping paper. Why is it not sufficient at birthdays? Yeah. Or any other gift time? Mm. Like, honestly, really, I just have a hard time spending that extra $5 on you. Sorry, you're not worth it. That's okay. (laughs) All of you, anybody who knows me, you don't deserve a card. (laughs) Unless the card is your gift (laughs) with money in it.
1: In which case, it says something about our relationship.
0: Or there have been times, and I recently had a friend tell me this, and it was very kind. Because she knows that, number one, I hate cards. And number two, words of affirmation are not an easy thing for me to offer Mm. and so when i put in the effort to both get a card and fill it with words of affirmation for a friend Mm -hmm. she recognizes that that's a sacrifice for me and she feels really loved yeah and so like if there's a case like that obviously i'll make it happen but i'm telling you if i'm gonna i put a lot of like thought into the gifts that i give because i'm also terrible at giving gifts but when i give a gift it is a hella good gift yeah And I put a lot of thought into that. And I don't care about the card. Hmm. Where do pet peeves come from? Like, how are they developed? Because my first thought was, like, with the example of, like, the interruption thing of, like, I just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. So I don't like being interrupted. Like, there's a direct correlation with that. But as far as, like, my sticky one. Mm -hmm.
1: I wonder if there's an element of, like, the pet part that's, like, it does develop and we almost, like, attach. To the the annoyance, like we build this affinity for being annoyed with that thing, which is some of that fun, like lightheartedness sure. where like, you know, I can get really enraged, but it's a fun enraging. It's not a, you know, I'm actually genuinely going to lose it right now. Right. And I think maybe some of that could be like a coping mechanism. Like this is something that could drive me towards that uncontrolled getting me in trouble kind of anger. Uh, and so i'm going to lighten it a little bit by making it annoyance i don't know but like i think there's i think there's probably some amount of attaching that we do to our pet peeves where it does become something that is entertaining and enjoyable for us to be able to be frustrated by yeah maybe not like you enjoy being sticky but you might find enjoyment in being able to talk about how you hate being sticky
0: yeah well and i was even thinking about that recently cuz there were some like, I've, I've brought up my birthday card philosophy in my Bible study recently, and it is fun to, like, banter about. Mm-hmm. And they also are like, Bree, I'm going to get you a gift, and I'm not going to get you a card. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> so I wonder if there's almost, like, an invitation when you bring this up in relationship of, like, can you be on my team um, sure. and do like, you
0: agree with me? Yeah,
1: can you agree with me? Can you validate my frustrations? Yeah, um, because there's really not anything past the idea like it it doesn't really take much from the other person to agree with it. Like I can say, like, oh, yeah, that does suck. And I don't have to like live my life any differently or change my values or anything. It's more of like, oh, yeah, that is annoying. Like I, maybe that's why there a lot of them are very common ideas,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So I think the like mom and dad homework or the challenge from today is you should go out and you should find the people you're close to and try to identify what their pet peeves are. And if you don't know, you can ask, but try to do it without asking first. See if you know that. And then you are kind of left with two options. One option is you do the thing that enrages the pet peeve because it's funny.
0: (laughs) Here, Trevor, hold my jacket and the diaper bag and my drink. Uh,
1: uh, uh,
0: uh. I can't do it. I'm holding in. our unborn child right now. I can
1: feel it in my nervous system right now. <laughs> or the other option is do something that communicates uh, uh, your care for that person and the level of intimacy that you have in that relationship by finding a way to flip it on its head. Um, sort of like taking those things away from me so that I don't have things in my hands or yes. or, or throwing a barbecue that's actually a barbecue yes. with that intent. Like, I think there's there is that option. That so, you have.
0: so here's my question then. If that is our homework, yeah. I've already came, come up with my idea for you of like actually yeah. throwing a barbecue. Yeah. What would you do for me that is speaking encouragement or like the the kind part of your yeah. homework that you At just At the did.
1: barbecue, I will have gloves for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that because I don't know that I would love the latex. Okay. I, that would make me feel sticky because then my hands would get all sweaty in the gloves. I mean, you could just have wet wipes available.
1: What's your worst one? Uh, Probably being interrupted. No. You don't like having to do things twice.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, that's another pet peeve. So, like, parallel to repeating myself, I hate doing things twice or in vain. hmm So, I don't ever want to have to redo anything. So, since we cloth diaper... When I'm like stuffing the diapers and stuff and washing them and hanging them up. When our daughter pulls them down and I have to rehang them up, that drives me freaking nuts. Or, for example, like with the doing things in vain, that one is I don't want to create this document for work that we need if we're not going to actually use it. Yeah.
1: I think, okay, so to your question of what I would do to like flip your pet peeve on its head. I think I would probably the next time we go over to my parents' house, pay extra attention to what you're saying so that I repeat what you said, saving you the trouble of having to repeat it. Ooh. Along with a little bit of a criticism of like, she said this, if you had listened. Yeah.
0: Call them out. Yes. <laughs> that sounds lovely. I like that. Cause it feels like you're defending me. Feels like you're acknowledging me and also that you heard me.
1: Yeah. Well, what I like about this conversation is that it really does sort of enforce the level of intimacy that we have. Because I think something cool about pet peeves is that it's not like I couldn't go to just anybody in my life and know exactly what their pet peeves are. It takes a level of relationship and connectedness and time in order to be able to discover those things. And so I think us being able to remind each other of our pet peeves when we're not currently experiencing them speaks so highly to the level of time that we spend together, but also the level of interest and care we have for each other because we're willing to hold on to that information for that person or in protection of that person or in humor with that person. Um, And I think that's a really beautiful part of like a healthy marriage is that, you know, those pet peeves, and you do approach it from the two perspectives of: Am I gonna use this because it's funny, <laughs> or am I gonna use this to communicate love and support?
0: Yeah, no, I think that's really good.